Welcome to the One O'ahu Podcast. I'm Brandi Higa, and today is Thursday, December 14th, 2023. And we're joined once again by Mayor Rick Blangiardi. Mayor, we're almost to Christmas. Are you ready? Yeah, it is the season. <sighs> Ten days from now is the night before Christmas. I'm feeling like it's the night before Memorial Day or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, the time, Brandy, the time is amazing how fast it goes by. Um, and I'm, I'm actually, and don't take this the wrong way, getting a little annoyed with these podcasts because I know that we do them on a bite. It's your time basis. check. <laughs> it's like I realized that two weeks just <laughs> flew by when we sit down. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it almost feels like we're doing it weekly, you know? So I, I, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, I think the thing about the time is that we're so challenged with doing so many things that it's, um, you lose track of time. It's, it's really kind of a positive. It's just kind of shocking when you get to the holidays because these are those kind of seminal moments that you take time out for and there's, you know, you realize, wow, Christmas is here. <laughs> that means it's the end of the year, you know, that kind of thing. You got to help ring it in this past weekend for those in Kapole, for Kapole City Lights. How was that? Yeah, you know, I think that's the added plus in this job, uh, time aside, is that we do a lot of celebrating, <laughs> a bunch of parades. I think we managed to march in six this year, and then Kapole City Lights was, and the parade was the final one last weekend. You know, the community turns out, and there's so many little kids or whatever, and it does, it puts you back in touch with the 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 joy and excitement of the holidays and what it means to little children and, and even to families for that matter so i've i've relished every moment i think if i had any angst at all during this is that a number of these parades were scheduled at the same time in two different locations and you you can't get to all of them right. um but i will tell you that i enjoyed every one of them the people the crowds were really positive people were enthusiastic people were upbeat I, I, it's um I didn't come away from any one of those thinking, wow, I'm glad that's over. I was like, wow, I really enjoyed that. Too bad it had an end. Mm -hmm. You know, just before that, you attended the Operation Blue Light Christmas. Um, for those that aren't familiar, what is that? Well, you know, we were out in Nanakui, and it's really a church group, a lot, along with a lot of community people uh, who come together in an incredible spirit of loving and giving. And I don't know how they managed to do it. You know, I was blown away a year ago, which was the first time I went and they had a thousand toys. They were so proud of it. When I walked into the church, it was all full and somewhere out there and they had this incredible Pastor Allen. He's just too much, but they decided this year they were gonna have 2,000. Well, when we showed up, uh, I was told to be there at three o'clock. They actually had started earlier because they got to 2,000. They had so many toys, Aww. they had to begin loading all yeah. the cars. They even had to bring in an extra truck. Um, to fill up, you know, and then they went about and went through the neighborhood and um, just making sure every kid has got to get at least one. There aren't that, I don't even know if there are that many kids out there. I'm sure kids got multiple, but uh, it was all gift wrapped. You know, look, you know, just if you had a tree, it'd be the perfect thing to put under. Mm -hmm. Packages in all sizes and shapes. Um, but it was a community, and as we talked to them, you could just see the pride in their eyes of fulfillment. And again, um, it's about it's 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 about everything you know on an annual basis we always talk about aloha the aloha spirit how we live together as an island community and people caring for each other's well that's all true but then all of a sudden during a holiday like this it just goes to a whole different level uh in their caring and giving it was really um i was inspired i want to ask you about a story that was in last week's uh honolulu star advertiser about haiku stairs and the interest from kualoa ranch to place those World War II era stairs on their property. Um, well, first, is everything on schedule with demolition? And then two, your thoughts? 
on that? Well, I think we're on schedule. Um, you know, it's it's not as fast as we would have liked. We're still going through a court proceeding, but you know, we had to go through a lot with design and construction. That's not a small undertaking, yeah. And the planning of it, um, and I knew going in, it was going to take really basically a couple of years. Uh, and apparently they're going to appeal. We got to get a favorable drug, uh, drug, we got a judge's ruling. Um, you know, in talking about taking down the stairs and reassembling a cool little ranch, that was just once a conversation, one time, sort of almost off the cuff as a possibility. Um, well before I understood the deconstruction of the stairs and the fact that the stairs are going to be pretty much ruined coming out. But I do know, because I spoke to John Morgan some time ago, that he had a real interest at Kualoa Ranch at creating their own, because they're kind of a theme park as it is, uh, but not at the reuse of these stairs. And I certainly can't speak for John uh, and what he plans to do. But as far as I'm concerned, um, we're, we're still going you know, full speed ahead. I was very pleased to get the judges ruling. Uh, you know, we didn't do this in a vacuum. There's been a lot of years, a lot of conversations. We did our due diligence. You know, I've listened to their side. We looked out, we looked at in earnest if we could do a managed access program and what it would take in the way of security and anything else that would create peace of mind for the people who live in that area. The costs alone were prohibitive from the standpoint of what it would take. There was a lot of misrepresentation, albeit well-intended. Look, I, I liked the people who were for saving the stairs. I didn't dislike them. I did, you know, they were passionate about it. Um, but, you know, when you get a situation like this, in the inevitable needs to happen because this has been deferred and deferred, uh, and we decided we would make that decision versus deferring it further because its time had come, mm -hmm. um, that's what happened. And then, obviously, people who don't get what they want in that side, they have, you know, they have not only legal recourse, but they get the opportunity to express their frustration, dismay, whatever. Um, we did the right thing by the community. I'm convinced of that, and it's, it's consistent with other things we have done with respect to where people live. So it's just a circumstance. Um, sadly, I never got to climb the stairs. I, I would have liked to have done that from everything I've seen, because I've seen pictures and everything I've heard, certainly, mm -hmm. from these really passionate people about who wanted to save the stairs. It sounded like it was a pretty incredible experience yeah. to do that. But it had a lot of other issues associated with it, not the least of which was um, well, more than an inconvenience, what it, did, what it was doing to the neighborhood. Also last week, uh, we marked the 82nd anniversary of the bombing of Pearl Harbor. How did you commemorate that day and, and what was your message? Well, I think my message is always one of great um, and really profound respect. I'm, I'm a child of World War II. I was born in 1946. You know, I grew up with a father who fought in the war, rejoined in 41 at 18, and all of my uncles, I had a big Italian family, both on my mother's side, my father's side. And even our, my mother, my mother was, her name was Rose, and she was Rosie the Riveter. I mean, she actually did that during World War II. Uh, and a number of my aunts worked in war-related situations. That's who they were, that was the time it was in. And that was very um, impressionable on me as a youngster growing up, you can imagine. And then I was no sooner a teenager and Vietnam was there, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but World War II, being out here with all of the incredible icons that we have, both with the, uh, just the, the Pearl Harbor itself and the Arizona Memorial, and then of course the Missouri being here and all that that represents, 
uh, for the, uh, signaling the end of the war. I've also been visited lately by the president, uh, the mayor of Hiroshima, mm-hmm. uh, and we've talked a lot uh, about that. It's been a very, in that regard, somber reflection. I think it is every year um, as it fades more and more into history. There's a, still a part of me that you know doesn't want it to become one of those things. Maybe in some ways, you know, people refer to it, it happened a long, long time ago. It really happened 82 years ago, um, and that's not that long. And there were a lot of lessons learned. There was a lot of good that came out of that ultimately, um, but you know, that impacted generations. And um, I just, when you have events like that, and you have a commemoration like that, and especially in this location, you want to do it with all the right respect. Mayor, a story that's getting a lot of clicks online and being brought up in a lot of lunchrooms, the Hawaiian Airlines, Alaska Airlines announcement. Yeah. Uh, what do you think that will do and what will that mean for that industry? Well, you know, I haven't seen the clicks online. You know, Alaska Airlines, um, that deal's been in the works for years. And um, that's not just something that came about. And at the end of the day, um, Alaska, I think, if I remember correctly, is about five times as big as Hawaiian Airlines. And so, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of assets, capital assets. Um, Hawaiian stock had been sliding. It was below $5 a share. And, um, and I don't know what that did to the various shareholders. But that kind of a buyout, um, it didn't surprise me. Uh, I, I know they're going to keep the brand identity. Change is always hot. It's kind of yeah. shocking for people. But I think you're going to end up with a parent company with much more resource um, to make the Hawaiian Airlines experience the better. The one thing I think you've got going for you is that the word Hawaii and Hawaiian mm-hmm. Airlines and everything else, I don't care. You could be at an airport in Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. and if you saw a Hawaiian Airlines, it just brings up a certain connotation. Right. They're not going to let go of that. That's magic. In any airport and everywhere where Hawaiian flies, it's magic. And I've, you know, I've been in foreign ports and seen Hawaiian Airlines, mm-hmm. and you see it, and it's just maybe because of my own history with our home here. But it just brings up something special. I think it does in the minds of people. So uh, they have a great brand. They bought a great brand. They've got a, uh, and, I, they're, and they're a great operator. Mm-hmm. So it's a great operator buying a great brand. I know it makes some people uncomfortable. Yeah, there's going to be changes, I'm sure, in jobs and whatever at the, in the senior management ranks. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to make for a better and stronger Hawaiian Airlines. You were there at the Blessing at the Hawaii Film Studio for NCIS Season 3. I was. Why is that so important? Because I always wanted to meet LL Cool J. Who's <laughs> <laughs> a beast, by the way. I, I, I took a, a picture guy? with him. He's a good guy. He was very personable. He's very humble in the crowd. But I took a picture next to him. I didn't realize we're not showing pictures on this podcast. The guy is, the guy is a monster. I mean, he looks like an all-pro NFL. You know, he's a big, big guy. I mean, I knew he was big, but I didn't know he was that tall and that thick. He's No, I look... It means a lot to have them back in production because it's a first-run show with lots of legs. Anytime we can do that, it's just good business, but mm-hmm. it's also good for Hawaii. Shows in it's now in its third year. It was delayed. Um, these shows have a way of lasting, um, you know, and they get into global syndication, so it's not just like it's something that's going to see be seen only on the mainland yeah. uh, mm-hmm. in this day and age of streaming and and in um, different distribution platforms that, you know, it's really just good for us to have a first-run show here. Uh, I met the actress. I always liked her. She was terrific, and people were really good. I, I really like the producers. We've talked to them. Honestly, the, the, 
they really um, they're really into Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know. And I think when they create the show, they they're very sensitive. They got a lot of cultural advisors, but they're very sensitive about what they're doing, and they're not you know overexposing or over commercializing mm-hmm. or creating a false image. Uh, they're re- they're really very cool. It's a good group, and I want the show to be very successful. And they're actually coming out with another one later on the North Shore called Rescue Hawaii. It'll be first run. I think it's going to be about featuring our watermen that are out there and the lifeguards and all the heroism and heroics that take place day in and day out. Um, And I think that um, given that the ocean is so magical to begin with, I think people will be fascinated by it. Uh, sticking with that, you know, we're talking about physical ability. The Hanshin Tigers are, are on Oahu. Yeah. Can you tell us why? Well, they won. They won. <laughs> well, they won both their league, which is apparently the big deal. I think the the combination, the the equivalent of the World Series in Japan is almost an afterthought. I guess it's about winning the league. The big deal for them is they just broke this curse. It had been, I forget how many years, but it's a long time, and. Um, and they did, and it kind of goes back to Colonel Sanders of all things that they, they had a, they were doing some kind of ceremonial thing, and they had, a, they had a guy from the mainland who was a big batting star, but they had no, nothing symbolic, so they went to apparently a Kentucky Fried Chicken and stole Colonel Sanders and mm-hmm. threw him into the bay. It was something crazy like that. I should get that story down, but anyway, they felt that they got cursed, the Colonel's curse. For, for desecrating some Kentucky Fried Chicken and throwing his likeness into the water. And so they didn't win forever, and it became like famous, a famous thing in there. So um, this is a professional baseball league, and I don't have to tell you what the recent contracts, actually for a number of years now, guys coming out of Japan, but Shohei Otani right. has taken things to a different level. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of guys who've been making some big money playing the majors. So they take their baseball very seriously, and these guys, uh, to win it all, really good this they wanted to come and they took like two almost 200 people over here to celebrate it's kind of like their their party for winning and so uh, we're going to get to talk to them well mayor i know your time is valuable so this is the one oahu podcast so for one final thought well it's that time of year i've been going around now trying to meet as many people who work for the city as possible in addition to the parades just to Remind everybody, this is the time of the year. We've had an incredible year. It's been challenging. I'm not just talking about for me. It's for all of us. Maui was part of it. It was a big part of it, admittedly, but it was very sobering. But there's been a lot of other things going on that we've all had to deal with in the world, elsewhere. Uh, the combination of the two wars in Russia and Ukraine and Palestine and Israel have been beyond imagination as well. Just a lot of other things that people have been dealing with. And we've had high inflation. We've had a lot of stuff still post-COVID. People are adjusting. A lot of stuff. And so it's that time of the year where I just hope people can just take a few moments and embrace the spirit of this holiday and, and tell the people who love them and whom they love how much they mean to them and and, and find some peace during these days and, and some happiness as we get ready to get off to a big new year in 24. Mayor, thank you for your time. You're welcome. And we're also joined this week by John Nouchi, Deputy Director for the Department of Transportation Services. John, it's the holiday season, but for your department, it's also the holiday season. What is that all about? Happy holidays or <laughs> ho ho holidays. We just thought it was a great time to introduce people to, to or reintroduce people to public transportation here in Honolulu, whether it be the bus or our new Skyline Rail. And we wanted to make sure that it was very easy for people to give the gift of transportation. What greater gift is that, right? Like it's something that 
I think we think about a lot here in Honolulu. Like, how do I get from where where I am to where I'm going? And I think we, we worry about that a lot here. Mm-hmm. You know, there's traffic and mm-hmm. congestion and other things. So we thought, what better way to bring in a new year as we close out this year as to give people the gift of getting around? And, you know, it, New Year is a great time to start new habits. So there's a whole bunch of people that maybe can try a combo of our our the bus or our Skyline Rail and these special cards are the gateway to trying something new for 2024. So these new holo cards for the holo day season, um, they have an interesting look. Tell me about the design. Yeah, so they these cards were designed by Drake Kalili, who did our first set of special cards when we had our Skyline opening for June 30th. Now those cards, we made about 10,000 of them and they pretty much flew off the shelves and we oh, wow. it, they disappeared in like yeah. a matter of a couple days. And so we know that there is a great collector appetite here. Like we know people here in Hawaii love to collect things. You know, we have small houses, but we like to fill it up with stuff, right? And um, we kind of wanted to continue that tradition. And we will continue this tradition of having special holo cards. And we thought, you know, holo days was too good for us to pass up. And we wanted to make sure that we, again, had three special cards for this and adding to that that library of our special cards we have for holo. And for those that will be, um, I guess, in their vehicles, personal vehicles, or that listen to the radio, there's a special promotion, a radio spot that's going on right now. Tis the season of family, joy, presence, and traffic. Never mind the congestion and parking and come holo with us on Skyline and the bus. Last minute presents, loaded holo cards make perfect stocking stuffers. <laughs> Aloha, welcome aboard. Use your holo card with the bus and Skyline to quickly get to your destination. Grab a ho 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 holo card at participating retail locations. Visit holocard.net. Happy holo days. Aired by the Hawaii Association of Broadcasters and this station. Yeah, so the radio spot is just kind of like highlighting like the different transportation options you can have, if you, especially for those sitting in, in, in their cars, and especially if they're sitting by themselves in their cars. I know it must be pretty frustrating to see Skyline going over the freeway twice if you're yeah, sitting okay. in congestion, but we think that that's where we win sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just as a matter of people trying it. Like, we've gone out and ridden the system, and we've had people come to us, and um, the people that are riding Skyline have really grown to depend on it. Mm-hmm. They like the fact that they can leave at the same time, whether it be home or work or wherever, and get to where they're going in the same amount of time every day. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that, that kind of um, predictability in travel time, like sometimes you go on H1 and you don't know if it's going to take you an hour, two hours, hour and a half, or less than that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that r- really strong time predictability that we have with Skyline. Yeah. And so speaking of skyline what are our numbers looking like right now we're doing about 3500 average on a weekday and those 3500 people are very dedicated to skyline and we have we we know them mm-hmm. we have a group we call the skyline aunties that meet in couple day <laughs> every morning and go to work at the airport and for people like this who have grown to depend on the system we just can't wait for in, in about a year and a half, um, in the middle of 2025, we're gonna extend another five miles and four stations to to kiss what I call, I'm trying to coin a new term called West Honolulu, mm-hmm. but we're gonna touch Honolulu finally at the Kalihi Transit Center. Right. And that extension will be pretty transformative because it'll give all of our West and Central Oahu uh, residents direct access to the Daniel K. Noe International Airport. And that in every city proves to be a game changer for transit and for just mobility. You don't have to. I know people who like try to plan 
their arrival in Honolulu based on when the H1 is not crowded. So, mm-hmm. like, if you come in on, like, a 4 o'clock flight, don't expect anybody to want to pick you up. Right. So those kinds of things will change how we get around this city and just really looking forward to that. I know earlier, um, I guess this quarter, there was some talk about perhaps extending hours of Skyline during the Christmas season when there is that extra traffic, people trying to get their shopping done. Um, is, is that still on the table? No, I think we decided not to do it for this holiday season and just for a pretty simple human reason. Um, we have um, operations staff that staff Skyline and I think to extend the hours every day would have been really um, taxing and it would have um, exceeded what we could provide in terms of good customer service. So, you know, in the spirit of people wanting to get through the holiday seasons and really have time off to enjoy with their families, I think we wanted to kind of take that the new modified Black Friday approach and make sure that all of the people who contribute to our, our quality transportation system were well rested in, in the fact that they have to deal with a lot more um, just busyness, right? Like that mm-hmm. holiday bustle that comes around every year. So um, we we will be looking at that maybe in the future. But for this year, we decided, you know, we, we're just going to lay back and keep our regular hours for now. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to personnel, when you test that bandwidth, you also kind of test safety in some ways. Um, and that, that kind of leads me to my next question. From pedestrian crossings to those be prepared to stop signs, um, there's been a lot of efforts recently all dedicated to safety. Yeah, you know, we're actually, I think... In terms of mentality, right, we're, we're at a good place where people are thinking about safety, but we don't want people to just think about safety. We want people to practice safety. Mm-hmm. If I go to any neighborhood and I meet, you know, with the residents, what's really refreshing to me as a transportation guy is that people will ask for um, safety treatments in their neighborhoods that they, I think maybe even just five years ago, people would have opposed like quite vehemently yeah but now people want roundabouts they want speed humps they want delineators they want they want to slow down their streets and i think that's a really good place for us to be in terms of thinking but we need people to kind of go one step further than that and not just want these things to to slow down their streets but to actually practice that and slow down their streets we need people to just stop being in a rush and we had a really interesting discussion at our DTS um, Complete Streets meeting. And we're striving towards a program called Vision Zero, where we're saying that no fatalities on the road is our goal. And that, you know, every every death on our roadway is preventable. And that, that's a really heavy thing for us to, to look at. I mean, especially as we head into the end of the year, end of the holiday season, and we're over the amount of fatalities we had last year. It's not the right indicator. But there are a bunch of things that we think contribute to it. And, you know, especially at the end of the year, people are just generally oversubscribed on their time. They have more things to do and less time to do it. And that's when people get careless. They make bad decisions. They, you know, maybe they, I mean, and this is across the board. It's, it's pedestrians, bikes, motorcycles, people in vehicles. Everybody's just time crunched. And they make, they make split seconds decisions that could have a lifetime consequence. And, woo, sorry to be so such a downer in the holiday season, but we really want people to think about that. Give yourself more than enough time. Mm-hmm. And we all have the friend that we know that they need to meet you in 10 minutes, and so they leave five minutes late. And then they tell you, oh, I'm just getting on the freeway, and they're still sitting in the garage. Don't do that to yourself if you don't have to do it, right? And I think that's just, it's hard for us 
going into the holiday season to think that unless we all have a mind for safety, not all of us are going to make it home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really tough for us to think about. Um, we just need to be more mindful of each other on our roadways. You know, if you're driving or if you're, even if you're walking or if you're whatever you're on on our streets, when you're in the street, just think a little bit extra before you make any decisions. Even if you're in the right, if you're in the right, you can still get hurt. Mm-hmm. And maybe I should just amplify that and go, you know, even if you're right, you can still die. Mm-hmm. And that's our goal. Like We want everybody to make it home safe for the holidays. And John, in the spirit of Christmas, it is the Christmas season. What do you want for Christmas? Ooh, what do I want for Christmas? You know, I think I just want people to be happy this holidays. I want people to f- have less strain, you know, be able to take a moment, be able to take time with their friends and their family. I think, again, we're so busy. Everybody's so busy that they don't make the time or they don't spend that time at the holidays. And, you know, holidays should be joyous. I think everybody looks forward to the end and, you know, we don't need anything dampening that spirit. And so just take a moment, even if it's just one moment, and just enjoy that time. Well said. John, thanks for your time. Thank you. And for more information on the Happy Holidays promotion or any of the announcements coming out of the Department of Transportation Services, you can follow DTS on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening, and until next time, aloha. Aloha.